Welcome to Season 3 of the M-W Tactical Podcast. Sit back and enjoy the conversations with the mad scientist and myself as we discuss the sport of shooting, goals, training, and everyday life. You are listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. All right, good people. We're back at it again. Welcome to another installation of the M-W Tactical Podcast. And this week's episode is brought to you by the good people from Outdoor Dynamics. Head on over to the website and see what all they have to offer for ready-made bullets, for competition, or just your training needs. Outdoor Dynamics is this week's sponsor. Also want to remind everyone that East Alabama Gun Club has an RO class taking place from 9 through 10 January. East Alabama Gun Club is located in the Phoenix City, Alabama area out there close to Fort Benning. If you're interested in this RO class, contact Allie Howe at films at tds.net. Films at tangodeltasierra.net to register for that class and get more information on that class. This is the week of Christmas. So we do want to say happy holidays to everyone. And we hope that you are going to enjoy the holidays with your family and loved ones, considering the conditions that the nation is facing right now. But without further ado, I want to bring in my buddy, the scientist himself, the mad scientist, my buddy, Dave. <laughs> What's going on, Dave? <laughs> hey, Mike. Yeah, I, I decided to keep it hey, short. This week. Wow, I, I was wondering. I was, I was prepared for the long <laughs> intro. I, I had a whole <laughs> long one that was going to take two minutes, but then I was like, nah, I even rehearsed it like 10 times over. <laughs> it's Christmas. They, it's, we need a break. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So, um, Man, I'm, I hope everybody has a great Christmas, and I hope you get together with your family. Yeah. Um, I know I know the the – COVID thing is scaring everyone. I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if it's worth skipping time with your family with, with, you know, at a time like this, I don't know. Well, the make, the, make your best, best call on it. Best judgment call, but yeah, there's pluses and minuses with it. Positives and negatives, as we could say. Whereas if you have someone that's easily to get sick, it might not be a good idea to be around them during this time period because of the whole COVID scare. But then again, you just don't want to take that chance because if you around more elderly people in your family, you definitely don't want to get them exposed to it. Yeah. So however you plan to work it out, make it worthwhile and just enjoy make it. Work. With you. There you go. However, whatever you're going to do, make it work. Yeah. Just like I had to do on a couple <laughs> stages down there in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> had, a, had a magazine go out on me but we'll, we'll talk oh, did about you? that here in a little yeah. bit yeah so um what's going on with you because this past weekend we did spend time in florida shooting the florida section we did down yeah. in volusia county and it was fun and interesting at the same time it was very interesting um i i got to kind of early the friday before the match um, you know, like I normally do, so I can walk stages and, and you know get some stage plans together and look at um, swingers and activators and things 
I like to try to, you know, if I can get there on Friday, usually there'd be like a staff day on Friday. So I can potentially see people shooting the activators so I can see what the, the timing of the, the swingers and stuff is going to look like. But um, there were deceptively um, easy or, or I don't know how, how, how I should word that. Just standing back from, you know, looking at it from, from the back of the range to some of the stages were deceiving. They looked like they were fairly easy and straightforward until you got in there and started walking some of them. And then you, then you realize that you really had to hit your positions on, on some of those um, stages. The targets disappeared kind of quickly and, you know, you could only see a handful of targets from certain areas. Um, but it was, it was very interesting. It was a fun match, uh, and I'm very glad we went. And uh, it was a great way to uh, end the year, I believe. I enjoyed it. had yeah, a great time. I, I totally agree with everything you said. But the one thing about the stages being deceptive as they were, what I discovered was, if anything, if you were somebody who was used to shooting fast, you couldn't do this on this match. <laughs> it was yeah, it was tricky. There was yeah. a lot of partial targets and, and Man, penalty targets. It forced you to hit the brakes. And <laughs> I got sucked into it one time. Oh, I, was, oh, I did oh, too. Let me just slow down and figure this out. Because I was doing fairly well. Well, let me put it like this. Overall, when I was there, I was beating myself up because I was like, yo, I could do so much better. But I didn't look at it from the standpoint that I'm looking at it now, the overall, because of course, when you're in it, you're not complete yet to do a, a final assessment. Yeah. But by the time I ran into you, when I was walking to one of the final stages, that's when I had told you, like, I'm barely keeping my head above water. Yeah. That's what you told me. But, yeah, but <laughs> I hated to hear that. That was terrible. <laughs> but when I went back and looked at the results, cause I wasn't looking at the results as we were shooting. It was, no, I never looked at that was doing that, but I wasn't doing that. And at the end of it, um, I felt like it was an average performance, but it wasn't anything that pulled me down. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I, I was still in there. I did better than I thought I did. Better than what you were telling me, so that's good. Correct, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much what it comes <laughs> down to. And my goal was to leave there shooting 65%, but I ended up shooting like 60.95%. 60.9, okay. Yeah, and when you sit there and look at it, in the limited division, there was 35 shooters. I came in 17th place. And even when you sat there and you looked at the three positions, one before me and one after me, it was literally like 60 60.90, 60.50. Oh, yeah. It was that close. Ah, that's the way it works at the, uh, the higher level matches when you have some serious competition. This yeah. one or two targets here or there or, or one mistake or something can yeah. make the difference. And then it was a few people didn't show up also, you know, and of course, by a few people not showing up, I believe that messed up the stats overall. So I didn't look at every category and I wanted to ask you on the show because there is a rule that says at a major match, you got to have at least three GMs shooting in your division, mm -hmm. but they have to perform within a certain value in that division. 
Or yeah, I think I think it's ninety percent. They have to shoot ninety percent or better in all order for all yes, three of them or just one. All three. Yeah. In order for it to count as a uh, a score toward your classification. Right. And I so, I think I missed out on that myself. Well, the best <laughs> part about that one is is this one will not count as a major match for classification for me because there were three GMs in the match, but one of them didn't do well. He didn't make 90%. He did, yeah, he did. He did well. He just didn't make 90%. Let me put it like that. Okay. And he was having like a few gun issues. And that was the reason he was on my well, squad. So that's what I said. That'll do with. it. That'll, that'll do it for sure. <laughs> yeah. And it was like literally every other stage. So it was, Oh man! First stage, he was rocking and rolling. The next stage, gun malfunction. Rocking and rolling, gun malfunction. Oh, it was like literally every other stage. One stage will do you in, but yeah, every other stage you just yeah, there's no hope. Yeah. So, but like I said, overall it was good, and it was fun. But after this commercial break, I want to go ahead and break down a few things that I ran into during the match that kind of had me thinking I was doing worse than what I thought I was. Yeah, let's you know? talk about it. All right, so everybody, please stay in your seats, turn the volume up, and here are a few words from our sponsors. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high quality hermit oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your relic today at jm4tactical.com. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. 
You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. All right, good people. We're back at it again. And the mad scientist and myself was having a conversation about what took place down in Florida. And I stated before the commercial break that I wanted to go ahead and talk about a few things that kind of played into my mind that had me thinking that I wasn't doing as well as I was doing. Now, I will say round about lunchtime, I ran into Rob, um, Pops Quest, one of our friends that shoot with us. And if you haven't done so, head on over to his YouTube channel and give him a follow, Pops Quest, and check out his perspective and his scientific analogy of shooting (laughs) (laughs) i like that scientific analogy i like that word yeah so it's he has a different approach when he comes into shooting but he puts a lot of thought into it and sometimes when you listen to him talk you might think he's going a little too far but it's a method to the madness that works for him i think i go too far as well so (laughs) (laughs) but um i ran into him at lunchtime and I asked him how he was doing. And he said, he's um, hanging in there. He's doing very well. And then I asked him how you were doing. And he said, you were doing very well. So I was like, well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. And I didn't want to come look for nobody at lunchtime because I was still gaming stage nine and 10. Yeah. I knew what I wanted to do. And nine was one of those stages that I felt sucked people in. So if you didn't do good on stage nine, that was one of those deceptive stages that sucked you in into the going fast and going slow motion. So you really had to hit the brakes going from whichever full paper or tuxedo to steel to possibly run across, do a reload, position yourself where you could see three different targets and or that steel if you didn't shoot it from the first array. You know, so it, it was a trick right there. So I was gaming that one and which which one was that? was that the big with this big square shooting area or the kind no, of the, like w shape that was the shoot. one with the m the m shape with where you had the six pieces of steel in the center correct okay yeah, yeah i got yeah. you so um that's that was the stage where i ran into them at so what actually ended up taking place with me we started out on squad four um or stage four because we were squad four and that's how it began for us and the first stage is always going to be your rough stage because you, you haven't warmed up yet, you know. So I kind of took my time through that stage. And in the videos that when I post on Instagram, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And I, I got a little story. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I got a little story I want to say about mm-hmm. the, the warm-up stage when you're done. Okay, okay. <laughs> for, for this. <laughs> so on that first stage... When I got finished with it, I was literally telling myself, like, man, that felt really slow, you know, and of course, you know, you're, you're looking for your rhythm and everything like that, you know, so, but the next stage, I felt like I was rocking and rolling with it, so what were you going to say about the warm-up stage? Oh, so the, the I actually got a warm-up stage oh, okay. uh, on the first stage, which never happens, okay. but um we started we were squad two so we started on stage two and you know i felt pretty good about it. i had a good stage plan but i didn't i didn't shoot it that well yeah i didn't have any penalties or mics or anything but i had i I didn't get as many points as i would have liked to my time was okay i just i didn't my shots could have been better 
Right. And, um, you know, I was going through, I was okay with it. You know, it was, it was decent. It was, I, I know I could shoot the stage better or whatever. And I was walking through looking at targets while the RO was scoring. And then I walked down to the other end of the stage and then I heard a um, reset stage. He gets reshoot. I was like, what? What, what happened? What's going on? Somebody walked over and pasted a uh, target, repaired a target before he scored it. Uh, I ended up, I had a mic on that stage that I didn't realize until toward the end of it. It was on one of the tuxedo targets that you were mentioning. Hmm. And it was, yeah, it was, it was a close Charlie. It was like barely out of the alpha zone, but it counted as a mic. But someone on our squad helped me out <laughs> <laughs> on by accident. Right. But um, they they repaired a target before it was scored, so I got to shoot the stage again. So that I had a warm up before nice. the whole match. I got warmed up. I was ready to go, and then I got to shoot the stage again, and I did better. I did a lot better. Had better hits. Um, stage stage went better for me. So I got a warm up for that match which never happens so that was yeah that's yeah, that's that's awesome it worked out in your favor yeah it did really. it did <laughs> yeah so that happened to me one time beforehand whereas i shot a stage and i didn't shoot it as well as i would like to then i heard them say hey reset stage you get a reshoot and i was like okay cool and of course the second time i ran it i blazed it because yeah. i physically done it already it wasn't yeah. like i did my walkthroughs in my mind or just walking it air gunning it you had a chance to practice it. Yeah, I had a chance to practice it. And I, I rocked it when I did it. And that never happens. You don't get to practice stages in our game. That's right. not, exactly. That's not the point. You you get one try at it, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. So it, this match was a 10-stage match. And, of course, you know, looking at stages, just like we said at the beginning before the commercial break, it was something that when you watch somebody else shoot, you made an assessment of what your ability is compared to what they are. But when you actually got up there to shoot it, it was like, holy cow, this isn't what I thought it was going to be it, like. Yeah, they were deceptive, man. It yeah. looked pretty, pretty simple. Yeah. So until you got in there and looking at the target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So stage four is where we began. And stage five was the one that was the big open area. Um, no, stage five was the one that had the two targets in the middle. They kind of made that circle with the open area. Mm. Two targets that was in the center that was upside down with the partial on them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. I got you. So on that one, I started off because um, we did the walkthrough together on Friday on that stage. Mm -hmm. Your walkthrough, you started on the right-hand side of the stage. I spent about probably a good 30, 40 minutes walking that stage. I spent the most time on that stage. Yeah. Now, I didn't spend much time on that stage because my plan, I felt comfortable with. So I started on the left-hand side of the stage, took the two targets that was supposed to be presented from that corner. But mm -hmm. at the same time, you could see the steel that activated the swinger right over the shoulder of one of those targets. So I did paper, paper, steel. Yeah. Took That's off. What I did it. Yeah. So I took off to my right. Took those two in the middle, got okay. over there to the position where Friday you was starting at. And when I, yeah. as soon as I got there, a mishap happened. No, what happened? Was that the magazine issue? It was a magazine issue. But I didn't sit there and try to play with it. Automatically, I just dropped the magazine, 
Um, well, I corrected the malfunction, dropped the magazine, put a new one in, and then went back to shooting. Awesome. Then, That's training. Yeah. That's what where the training comes in. You take care of that stuff without even having to think about it. Yeah. And then the next one was, it was on another stage, but I realized it was the same magazine. So automatically, the second time it happened, I just took it out of rotation because I rotate my magazines when I'm shooting. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, that was when I said, okay, I'm just going to use these four, you know? So it worked out for me, but that second stage, man, I felt like I was rocking and rolling at the beginning, you know? Yeah. But, but here's what we'll do. Um, actually I'll show this to yeah, you. Yeah. Let's see quick. it. Um, let me, I gotta find it in my, um, in my catalog right quick all right so here we go here's the video let me hit the screen share so we can all see it all right so let's do this all right can you see it yep all right so here we go this is uh nope nope this is the wrong one i'm sorry um let me go back and find the correct one i don't have any videos to share i've been busy this week haven't got to the florida sectional footage yet but i'm i'm going to get to it i'll have a video out on youtube before i got you i got you (laughs) i mean it's a time process and of course you know whenever you do a match like that it messes with your time so can you see the video yeah there it is All right. So as we said beforehand, starting off on the left hand side, as you can see, you got paper, paper, and that still was exposed right over that shoulder area. Yeah, that's the activator for the swinger that's behind the uh, two barrels there. Okay, so here we go. I'm gonna hit play right quick. Like you had a good draw there. And the mishap. Wow, you did the best you could with it. Yeah. Got it cleared, new mag in there, and got got rolling again. It took the swinger on the move. That was sick. (laughs) That was nice. Swinger backing out on it. Yeah, so I I figured um, there was a serious delay, and I seen it um, when somebody else was shooting it. And when I noticed how long it was, I was like, man, I can start moving to the next position, whereas all it's going to be is just a traverse for me, and I'm already engaging another target. But, of course, you know, when you shoot it and you get in a moment of, it doesn't ever happen like that. And that's what ha- uh, Jacob what happened? in the background. <laughs> Do you know what happened right there? Was it was it just a misfeed or, or – what was the deal? Uh, it was closed, whereas um, it was hard to rack it back. So, you know, like probably a bulging round or something. Okay. But that was pretty cool, though. <laughs> I didn't take that swinger on the move. <laughs> Are you serious? No, I didn't. Oh, man. I picked up another uh, that open target that was to the left of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hit the popper, picked up the open target to the left and then went back to the swinger um, and then finished out. But I ended my stage 
right there though. Right. Um, I, I, I ran it a little bit different. But, um, oh, well, there was no reason for you to move on it then if that was the case. No, that, but it was, it. Yeah. it looked cool on a video. I should have done it that way because it looked cool. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, um, you know, taking it on the move when I realized that when I was shooting it, it was something that gave me time to set up for the next position. So, yeah. Yeah. And when the second mishap happened with that same magazine, I don't recall what stage it was on. Well, give me that mag. I'll tune it. We'll straighten that out. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, outside of that, the magazine issues, everything was good. And for whatever was taking place, whenever we go down to Florida, my water intake increases a lot. <laughs> yes. So, I minded too. Um, and I was trying, you know, trying to make sure I stayed hydrated, but man, I was running to the bathroom like twice on every stage. <laughs> man, I had you beat. I was doing these four or five times. Did you? <laughs> I had to take a couple of shortcuts where some of the stages that, you know, the porta potties were way over there. I just look around and I'll be right back. I got worried, like, it's like oh, I gotta come, I gotta shoot here shortly, but man, I can't focus. I gotta pee so bad. I need to <laughs> gotta run off for a minute. Yeah. But um, it started off pretty warm. So, of course, when we got down there Friday, it was warm, like 70, 75 between there. Then Saturday morning, there was overcast. But it looked like the sun was going to come out and the humidity just started popping right off the gate. It started off chilly and then it started warming up a little. Then it started raining. Yeah, then it started raining. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. It was sunny. It was nice uh, for like an hour, maybe. Man. <laughs> and and yeah. then it started raining on us the rest yeah. of the day. Then, then it stopped. Then it started again. Then it stopped. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my goodness, man. But, um, the only time the rain really affected us was for me the last two stages because That's the slight true. drizzles that was taking place at the beginning of the match it wasn't enough to really like stop but when, when i got to stage two which was my second to the last stage it was coming down pretty bad and i didn't hear nobody shooting for at least 25 minutes yeah it was uh we had issues on maybe two stages as well mm -hmm. um we shot in the rain but it wasn't super heavy um a few stages we even left the targets un unbagged right and then we had to shoot a couple stages with bagged targets for for you know several shooters um it, it was kind of it it wasn't terrible um but that just that's florida that's kind of how Florida is. It rains every day at some point. <laughs> I wanted to get your take on this one stage also, because whatever was going on, I could not figure out why everybody was doing this. So this was stage eight, and I called this like the seven stage, looked like a seven. So it had mm -hmm. a swinger, you activate it, and then it activated two swingers at yep. the same time from behind. I know which one you're talking about. So I want to share this with everybody as well. And what actually ended up taking place for me, just watching everybody shoot it, on my squad, we had nine people, 
And at the same time, three people went to the left after shooting the two tuxedos and that one to the right of the tuxedo. For me, it made more sense to generate the motion going forward and doing your reload. And then by the time you finish the reload and you already got the firearm pointed at this target, you know, through the wall, take the two shots and then haul tail over to the left and finish up everything. Yeah, that's what I did. You were watching people do something different? Yeah, it was, like I said, um, Coach B was one of them. And I just asked her, like, why did you decide to go to the left? And she just said it made more sense for her, you know. And I didn't ask anybody else why. But this was my take on this um, stage. And, of course, I missed the swinger also because I shouldn't have activated it before I took the first shot. Reload going down to the right. Yeah, that's the exact same thing I did. Under the left, pick that one up on the move, transition back to the rest of them. Yeah. And what Jacob did, he literally went through the middle, like around this target right here on the right side of the target. Like when he got finished shooting down here in that middle portion, mm -hmm. he walked through the middle, came over there to the left, shot all those, and then finished on the right. So I did look at that, and if you did that, you had the opportunity to pick up those two targets right in the middle on the move. Mm -hmm. You could shoot those on the move, moving from left to right. Yeah. But I'm not certain that actually uh, would save you time or not. I, I don't know. I'd like to – there's a potential that it could. Right. But you also have that big run through the middle to where you can't shoot anything. Um, yes. if you and, do that so if you move from the right to the left you i don't know i it's it could be a toss-up i don't know yeah and i think that's just the way you processed it because even when i sat there and looked at it there is a three foot gap right there where you won't be shooting whether no. left or right you're out of the you're out of the shooting area you can't shoot anything no no i'm saying like from the point where i did the reload and shot in the corner Oh, oh, I got yeah. you. Now, going to the left, like from the wall, there's a three-foot portion where you can't shoot, you know? Yeah. And um, just because of how the other target was exposed on you. Mm hmm All right? So now if you came from the other way, there's still that three-foot window right there you couldn't shoot coming into that corner where I, I first went into. Yeah. You know, so it, it was, like I said, it was one of those, whereas... I knew how I was going to run and I wasn't going to change it just watching somebody else do it and what works for them. But I just know that felt more comfortable for me just to hit that corner and run over to the end and do it. So I'm curious now. So Jacob shot it going from left to right. Yeah. So what stage, what stage was that? That was stage eight. Yes. Yeah, I want to see whose time was faster because I shot it from right to left. Okay. Let's do a comparison, right? Stage quick. eight. Yeah, let's see how I did it. All right, so I won that stage. Yeah. So now, <laughs> I, I do want to say overall, congratulations to Jacob Taylor. He was on the show the week before last, or two weeks ago. And yeah, yeah, two weeks he, ago. Yeah, he actually won the Florida section overall. He did, dadgummit. 
Yeah. So he got barely got me. I got him on time. He got me on points, man. I needed a few more points. Right. Congratulations, Jacob. Yeah. And it, it was something y'all process is pretty much similar because y'all be doing that dance in the back. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. He, he, he dances dance like dance. <laughs> yeah, he, he dances sitting down though, and then he does it standing up. Oh, okay. You know, that's that's the only difference. So he does it both sitting down and standing up. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, going into the match, everything was fun. And there was a lot of takeaways from this that I felt good about. So, of course, I started hitting the gym prior to um, this match. And I felt my movement was a whole lot better. You know, so I felt stronger on the run, the only explosiveness, you know. Now I just got to tap into it to do it without thinking about it, <laughs> you know, because yeah, I'm literally well, telling myself, go run, run, explode. <laughs> that's, it just takes more repetition and, and, you know, more practice with it. Right. So overall, like I said, um, I felt pretty good about the match. But the one thing that really got me was I didn't meet my mark. So like I said at the beginning of the show, my mark was to hit 65%. I believe I would have been closer to 65% because literally whatever was taking place, I started filling it roundabout stage eight, nine. So when we got to stage 10 and it started raining on us again, I just said, okay, I'm just going to try to run it and push it as hard as I can. And when I did that, I had a couple misses, <laughs> but it was on the tuxedo and it was on top of each other and so close. Yeah, I had four of those. I had four mics for that, that yeah. match. Yeah. And That's then um, unlike me, <laughs> the one on stage, um, uh, what stage was that? Stage nine, the one that had like the zigzag pattern. Yeah. I um, hit the no shoot on that one because what I did was I took the shot all the way, that partial tuxedo. Was it a tuxedo or was it the full? No, that was stage 10. And I'll show you this one also. And you'll see exactly when I hit the no shoot. <laughs> all right. Does so it do this, the port? Yeah, I, I took it from the start position. And it was the first shot that hit the no shoot. Mm. That was a long shot. A difficult shot, man. Yeah. Really difficult shot. Yeah, it was, but I decided to roll the dice on it because that next corner in front of the no shoot, it alleviated me from hitting that corner. Okay, I got you. So I, went to, I went to the second reason. corner yeah, where so I engaged was, it. But. Yeah, so that was the only reason why I did it <clears throat> that far back because of the fact I just stated like, okay, I, I think I can do it. I know I can do it. You know, especially like when we're sitting there practicing um, headshots at 20 yards. Oh, yeah, you can definitely do it. Yeah, so, but I think part of the reason was when I did the traversing, um, I didn't really confirm my sights and I just went on it too fast. And like I said, it is what it is. There's no excuses. I hit it. So, <laughs> but 
when I did the makeup, I actually had the two alphas on it as well. So, and this was one of those stages, like, I want to break it down and run it like two or three different ways just to compare the movement on everything, you know? So I want to try to do it one time, whereas you don't shoot the still. Um, I mean, you shoot the still first, and then you put yourself in a different position to try to shoot the still. I just, because I wanted to see how a production shooter shot this, and we didn't have any production shooters on our squad. So. Tess, there were a lot of stages like that where you had some di a lot of different options. Yes, yes. So it was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun overall. But like I said, in the midst of things, I did better than I thought I did overall. Good. That match. Good. Um, so I missed my point <laughs> my mark by what 4.95 percent i missed my mark too by three well less than three percent oh, yeah. <laughs> jacob jacob got me but yeah he got you he got you but did you notice how good that shirt looked on me that 2.5 that <laughs> i did notice that something. man it did look really good <laughs> yeah. and i noticed um one thing when I go to a match, when somebody recognizes me, it kind of puts me in an eerie state because I don't know. Cause like whenever I'm out in public doing something and somebody recognizes me, it's kind of eerie. Cause sometimes you don't know if it's a Jack move or <laughs> recognize. <laughs> so of course when I'm there, yeah, that's match, true. And that's I true. noticed certain people was looking at me differently and I'm sitting there looking like, and I was about to lean over and like, hey, is something wrong with me? Is a spot on the I realized, oh, God, I had the jersey on. Well, you don't, yeah, at the match, you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. There was this guy following us around at the first half of the match that was kind of creepy. But anyway. Now, I think that was probably the USPSA Instagram page guy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who he is. I don't know. I know him at nationals, but have you seen him before? Yeah, I seen him before. And when I seen him, he came to the stage and I vaguely remember because one of the guys that was shooting, I remember he was talking to the guy who was shooting carry optics on our squad. And when they was talking, and then when I got home, I saw the video and I was like, Oh, that was a USPSA guy. Oh, but well, I couldn't tell you who him. he was the I next time I seen him. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept my eye on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it probably was him. So, um, but you know, actual thoughts about everything. It was fun, and I still encourage everybody to get out there and start shooting. But of course, we already know primers and other supplies when it comes to shooting are, are going to play a role in that. So, they definitely are. I believe everything is going to come back here around about the March April time frame, but. When it first starts off, it's going to be a little pricey, just like it is right now, how a lot of companies are going to be doing the price gouging on products. But it's going to pan out by midsummer. I hope so. And, and that's what I'm thinking. I hope so. Yeah. So I haven't talked to anybody about it, but just seeing the company still staying afloat and every now and then they'll be like, hey, we got ammo. And then. A day later, oh, we're out. We already sold. Yeah, that. I mean, there, no one was expecting this huge surge uh, of the in demand. It's it's a larger demand than the country has ever seen in our history. So well, it's it's unprecedented, and and no one was expecting that. 
Yeah. Now, they're the still last... manufacturing ammo. They're still doing, you know, the best they can. But yeah. Now the last time there was a shortage, was that back in the eighties or nineties? Well, um, it was. I want to say Russia helped out then. Like we're not friends with Russia right now, though. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> we had a uh, a bit of a crisis when when around the Clinton era in in the nineties. Um, yeah. Wasn't quite as bad as this one, though. Yeah. So it is what it is. Now, oh, another thing I want to talk to the good people about, and I'm not certain if I mentioned this to you or not, but we are working on a movie. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so movie. You have mentioned it to me. Yeah, so we're we're working on a movie. Right now, everything is still in the planning stages, but we're not going through like a major production studio. So the person that's actually doing it is someone who actually knows how to do film and edit and all that good stuff and has all the equipment for it. So what we actually decided to do was to make this movie through crowdfunding. So if you want to check it out, you can head on over to Facebook. I mean, not Facebook, but the GoFundMe page. And it is titled, We Are Making a Professional Movie. That's a good title. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the name. That's the name of it. <laughs> so I, I wanted to keep it simple. But at the same time, um, I wanted to keep it simple. Um, what actually ended up taking place when I realized what I was doing, because it's been a minute since I was on um, GoFundMe, it was the title. And I was like, hey, I'm just going to keep it just like that. So it's just literally GoFundMe.com forward slash we dash r dash making dash a dash professional dash movie. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the link will be in the description in the bio, or you could just click on the bio on the Instagram page of M-W Tactical, which is M underscore W Tactical, and go ahead and start donating to this so we can get this movie project rolling. I'm hoping to have everything planned out where we can start recording around about the end of January, and it will go probably until the middle of the summer, end of summer. But I want to try to plan it, whereas it will at least capture nationals. So you and I have talked about it a little bit, but yeah. can you can you give our listeners a little bit of a a trailer? Yeah, yeah, okay. So <laughs> this documentary <laughs> is going to follow myself around, and it's going to you're going to see my day to day life when it comes to firearms. So you're going to see my interaction with the people who are associated with me in firearms and dry fire. You're going to see me when I wake up, talking on the telephone, playing on a computer, practicing, shooting competitions, you know, and then, of course, you're going to see people like the mad scientists in there and then other people that we actually shoot with. And you get to see the struggles of what I get to go through when it comes to shooting and everything, how I actually deal with it firsthand. I think it'd be interesting. Um, I don't know. A lot of people, you know, if they're, you know, first getting into firearms or first interested in, in competition shooting or just want to know more about it uh, from wherever they are and, and 
you know, in, in their life. I think it'd be, it'll be an interesting thing to check out. Yeah. So if you want to help us with this project, please head on over to gofundme.com forward slash we are making a professional movie. And go ahead and um, donate whatever you feel you would like for us to push forward with this. We hey, are- the more you donate, the, the bigger the production can be. <laughs> exactly. You can have explosions and exactly fire and <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Yeah. So we, we've already had two people give a donation and we're going to go ahead and give them a shout out on social media here in the next couple of days or so. I want to blow some stuff up. So hopefully we get some, uh, we get some donations. Yeah. 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 We <laughs> definitely make something happen. Right? Car crashes. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> police chase through the city doing well, some John Wick stuff. <laughs> hopefully we can stay away from the police chases. But... <laughs> they, they were kind of fun. <laughs> yeah so um but now also we have an interview this week and the person's name is jamie mondy and we shot on the squad together at the florida section and of course after the match he hit me up on facebook and you know stated like it was nice to shoot with you and everything and you know we accepted each other's friend requests and through conversation, he's told me he was the match director for the Steel Challenge down in Valdosta, Georgia. So, and he invited us both to come out there to this match, a tier two match mm-hmm. that's taking place in March, March 26th through 28th. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we jump into that, what is the difference between a tier one or tier two or what is a tier two steel challenge match? i've <laughs> well, only done two steel challenge matches and one mm-hmm. of them was with you and the other one was coach b but it was just on the local level i think um uh, either yesterday or today was jamie's birthday oh happy birthday um so happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah it was great to meet jamie um we walked stages together friday i didn't get to shoot with him he, i think he was on your squad but mm-hmm. He, he seems like a really great dude invited us to come uh, shoot this match um, with him next year. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but um, the, the, it's the, the tier one and tier two, it's the same kind of thing as you, you get from USPSA with like a level one and level two. It's just kind of referred to tiers or whatever, but you can take a little bit of uh, leniencies in, USPSA with level one matches and you can take a little bit of leniencies in steel challenge with tier one matches. You don't have to do all eight stages in steel challenge with a level one, but in a level two or level three, you have to, you have to do, you have to run all eight stages. Um, and it's, you know, there, there's not a whole lot more to it than that. Um, because they're always the same stage. Um, you just, you know, you can run different divisions. You generally, you generate um, some more interest in it mm-hmm. and uh, it, it just becomes a little bit more of a, a bigger production. And so and, would it be more sitting for a tier two, like it was for a level one or local? Like, like wait time between correct stage. I shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> I mean, if everything's f- flowing well, Right. There shouldn't be. 
Um, it should be similar, if if not a little bit quicker, because you know typically your your higher level matches will be planned a little better and staffed a little better. Right. So there's a potential for it to run smoother and quicker. I'm curious to see how this. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and um look and see if we can possibly make that happen because it so I pretty interesting. I think. Uh, I may be wrong on this, but I think Jamie told me this was the Georgia State Championship for for Steel Challenge. Did is that sound right? I'm not certain. I didn't look it up, but what he told me, and it was through chat through Facebook, that it's a tier two Steel Challenge match. Okay, and I I don't, I don't remember. He was we were walking stages and. Mm. While we were talking, but um, if it is a state championship, you know, then then it's similar to USPSA. You you award state champions for the for different divisions for, um, you know, for all the different divisions of uh, Steel Challenge. Um, yeah. but you would have you would have plaques, you know, anyway, even if it wasn't a state match. Right. Um. So I'm curious to see this, and I want to go check it out and actually see it firsthand. It's fun. I've, I've shot a few of them when I, I think I've talked about it on the podcast uh, before, but right. my son and I start, you know, got kind of serious with steel challenge um, early on. It was something that we could both shoot together and, and we did uh, some, some state level matches together. It, it's, it's good fun. Nice. Nice. Okay. So I want to go ahead and um, jump into this interview with Jamie and because I'm curious now. I got like a lot of questions about this. <laughs> and like I said, the, the two times that I did do Steel Challenge, I had a lot of fun. It is fun. A lot of people was like kind of shaming it a little bit. But the same people that was probably shaming it never really shot it before. Well, and, it's different. Yeah. And when I shot it, I was just looking at it from the standpoint, this can help me out in USPSA because of transitions from target to target and you're doing it on steel. So, and then, oh, and that is another way to look at the game too. It's, yeah. it's great practice for USPSA, even if that's all you want to do with it. Even if yeah. you don't, you know, you're not trying to work your way up in the rankings of steel challenge. Yeah. It is still a lot of fun and it's still great practice for, for any other kind of shooting that you're doing. Yeah. So, Coach B had asked me about the scoring when we was looking at the results. That one time we went, and I was like, I have no idea. I'm looking at performance. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't care where I placed that when I did it. I, did, I can only tell you I had fun, and I learned what I had to do. Yeah, so it's just uh, speed, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I've heard it compared to uh, drag racing with handguns. Well, now they have PCCs, but anyway. Um, it's five targets per stage and you have one plate that you shoot last, which is the stop plate. Um, your, you shoot five streams per stage. Your best four times are, are recorded for score. So you just shoot these things as fast as you possibly can. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and that's where your score comes from. You, the lowest time through the eight stages wins wins the match. We're going. We're going. 
it's just drag racing. So yeah. as fast as you can shoot these things. <laughs> we're we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And next week when we actually talk, well, I want to talk about something that I'm looking forward to diving into, and it has a red dot affiliated with it. Okay. I love red dots. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about that next I week. I might be interested. Yes, yes, yes. I actually just bought a new red dot today for my my new carry gun. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> well, let's talk about that uh, next week. All yeah, let's do that. And um, we're going to go ahead and lead into this commercial break and have this conversation with Jamie about this still challenge match that's coming up in March. So do you have any last words you want to say to the good people? Jamie's a good dude. It was, uh, it was great to meet him at the Florida section championship. And I'm looking forward to shooting the steel challenge um, match with him next year. Hey, that's it. So once again, we want to go ahead and tell everybody, you know, happy holidays, enjoy your time with your family and friends and your loved ones. And at the same time, we appreciate everybody that listens to the show, especially the people that are listening to us on the international front. So once again, we would like to thank you. And that's from the bottom of our heart. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes. So without further ado, please stay in your seat. And here are a few words from our sponsors. Hey, this is Brian Conley with Hunter's HD Gold, and you are listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. The gun cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you still carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another, and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. I'm Jason Pratt, Masterclass USPSA shooter, owner of Brass Monkey Bullets. If you're interested in competition bullets, visit www.brassmonkeybulletsllc.com or call me at 423-967-1063. For more information, my email is brassmonkeybulletsllc at gmail.com. Thank you. All right, good people. We're back at it again. And this week... We have someone who I met down in Florida. We shot on the same squad at the Florida section. 
this guy shot open. And after being on the squad with him, I literally seen that he is a genuine good guy. And there are good people in the sport of shooting, but this guy is legitly a good guy. So it oozed off of him through conversation when we was on the squad. He's also a match director for Steel Challenge. And of course, when you heard me and the mad scientist talking earlier, you heard us talking about a tier two Steel Challenge match that's coming up in March. And this is the match director for that match. So without further ado, I want to welcome Jamie Mondi to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Also with his better half, Chelsea. So how's it going for you two? Hey, what's going on, man? It's going pretty good. Going pretty good. It was, first of all, let me say it was a pleasure shooting with you on the squad. And every squad that I went to down there in Florida and shot, whether it was Area 6, Nationals, or the Florida section, it seemed like I've always been on a great squad. And everybody was talking and the energy was real positive, nothing negative. So what was your take on the Florida section? Um, it was a deceivingly technical match. Um, yes. Manny and Gorka really put it together. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah. And our squad, yeah, our squad is just fantastic. Um, I've known most of them for a few years. Um, I, I met you and Beverly there. Um, and then Rick and Matt Kobe, um, I've heard of them. I've heard of both of them, um, but every, yeah, everybody else on the squad I, I've shot with before. Um, met Matt and Kevin up in uh, North Carolina at the Memorial Three Gun Match, and then I shoot regularly with uh, with Jake Taylor. So nice, yeah. And like I said, um, we had Jake on the podcast a few weeks ago. So for anybody who is interested in that podcast. Go back about three weeks, and that was the interview that we had with uh, Jake Taylor, also, who shoots with Team Phoenix Trinity. So Don't listen to anything he says. It's all lies. <laughs> and I don't know how he wins things. No, he's a great, great, great guy, great shooter. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So let me ask you, how did you actually get started with shooting? Um. So when I PCS to Georgia – um, a guy that I was stationed with in Oklahoma, actually PCS here before me, about six months or so. Anyway, long story short, I bought a house. He moved in. And he shot USPSA forever. And he always told me, he's like, man, just come out, shoot my guns, you know, whatever. Um, so I started YouTube in it and all that. And then YouTube takes you straight to the best. And I'm like, I'm not going out there and just getting obliterated. Well, Ended up going out and, you know, probably found the best group of people I've ever met. Um, never in a million years thought that I would sit there and see somebody's gun go down and then, and another guy say, hey, I've got a spare $6,000 gun in my bag. Take it, shoot it, whatever. Like, go have fun. And that's what it's about. That's what I love about it. Yeah, and um, I've actually seen that take place a number of times. And mm -hmm. just like you said, if people got spare parts, they give the spare parts up or 
just share the knowledge of how that person can get back in the fight or what they got to do to repair it to get back into the fight. Exactly. So, exactly. And that's, that's one of the best parts I do like about the sports. And that backs up when I said there are good people within the sport of shooting. Yep. You know, so Absolutely. what division or divisions do you shoot? Because when we was down in Florida, you were shooting open, but I'm pretty sure you're someone who actually bounces across the board. Um, I do. Um, so I started in, I started limited minor, which I highly recommend anybody that is looking into starting to, to start. Um, from there, I quickly went to production. I love production. Um, it's technical. It's difficult. Your stage plans are completely different. Um, ended up, winning a carry optics gun at a match so i jumped into carry optics and then that quickly progressed to open um but i think next year i think i'm going to hang the open gun up for a little while uh, i'm going to get back to get back down into production um i just i i really like it i enjoy it a lot yeah, me and dave we have some interesting conversations when it comes to open he's been trying to push me to do open for a while and I actually made the decision really at the beginning of the year. And I told myself, once I hit master and limited, I'm going to give limited a rest and then shoot carry optics for a little bit and then come back to limited. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So my thing is, I think if I was to do that, I think it will push me to open also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just, yeah. Hot loads and things going hard and fast, man. Things gonna break. Oh yeah, yeah. I already, I already know how it goes. So like, just talking yeah. to Dave and watching the stuff that he does and how he helps everybody else out, it is one of those type things that you just be like, yeah, okay, just dive into it and just have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. I got the, I got the chance to meet him um, at the match too. Uh, yeah. Great guys. I've shot so. Turns out I've shot with him a se several times. My parents used to be stationed in, in um, Augusta, mm -hmm. so I've shot sat or I've shot um, Pine Tucky and all the Sharps and C CSRA. I think is what it is. Yeah, that's it. Um, so I've shot with him before, and then um, got to meet Rob Teague. Mm -hmm. So and that's where I met you. I was actually walking the stages with both of them, and. Mm -hmm. uh, me and Rob have gone back and forth a little bit on on YouTube, but my man is uh, hard to find on the social media. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't think he does anything else other than YouTube. Yeah, I don't think he does either. But yeah, yeah, he's a great guy, and um, I'm squatted with him on uh, for South Carolina uh, sectionals. So. All right. So now you actually shoot USPSA, but you're the match director for Steel Challenge. Yes. And now how do you balance the two out and how does that work in your favor or is it more of a disadvantage? Um, so with Steel Challenge, it, it kind of just was happenstance because there's no USPSA here in Valdosta. Mm -hmm. So I want to trigger time. I wanted to shoot some matches. So I went down, uh, heard that range that I used to shoot at was 
going to start hosting steel challenge matches. So I talked to the, mat, the former match director and, you know, we got things rolling and uh, about three years ago started having steel challenge matches. Um, USPSA and dry fire and all that is it's awesome. But let's see. 5, 10, 15. You're looking at, for Steel Challenge, you're looking at probably anywhere from 20 to 30 draws, depending on whether or not you have reshoots. Um, so you want to talk about some some holster time. That's It's awesome. And it's live fire practice, too. So you figure USPSA, you have what? At a major match, you have 10 draws, mm-hmm. and that's it. You have five per stage um, during Steel Challenge. Yeah, so. so now I've only done two Steel Challenge matches. So I did one with um, Dave, and then I did the other one with Coach B. And both times I I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun for me, but I never took Steel Challenge serious enough to be like competing against the other people who was there. I was using it more for timing and transition to work yeah. for USPSA. Yeah. Um, the uh, I don't. It, it's a lot of transitions, um, but they're fairly tight. Um, but it's. I mean. It's drag racing with with guns. It really is. There's guys that are insane. Like if I break a hundred seconds th- for eight stages, I'm happy, extremely happy. Uh, Steve Foster came down and shot uh, one of my local matches, and he that was the first time he broke broke sixty seconds. Oh wow! For eight, for eight stages, I think Chris Barrett sitting on like a fifty six second total uh match time i'm sorry does chris barrett live in that area uh he lives. i don't know honestly i think he lives up in northern georgia mm-hmm. but i'm not sure i know him and steve foster are always shooting right um yeah chris hasn't come down but steve foster and vanessa mm-hmm. uh mike and elsie baker they come down um, and those just great, great people. Right. Now, so the Steel Challenge match. Now, I actually asked Dave this question. What's the difference between a Tier 2 and a regular local match when it comes to Steel Challenge? Um, well, first, your activity fees are higher for USPSA. But... Right. Um, just sponsors and the the amount of shooters um, anywhere for a local. I'll have anywhere from 30 to 40 um, for the, for a tier two. I'm hoping I've got room for 400 guns. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking if I break the like 175 um, shooters, 175 shooters, I'll be pretty happy. Um, and that's, that's given every person shoots, on average, three guns. Um, I think two to three guns is a pretty good average. So, so yeah. Now, does Chelsea does she actually shoot? Still challenge. 
She does. Everybody say hey. Chelsea. Now, Chelsea, when it comes to the shooting still challenge, do you find that to be fun and challenging or do you just do it just to do it? Um, I actually prefer the steel challenge match to USPA matches that I shoot. Um, and it's because since I'm a newer shooter, I don't feel as confident moving with a weapon um, as Jamie does. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to be able to stand still, um, draw my weapon, find my target and fire without having to also factor in movement. Um, and breaking the 180 and all that kind of stuff. Cause those are things that when we go to USPSA matches, those are things that I have an issue with, um, that the guys help me with when I'm shooting, but at the steel challenge match, I feel more confident. And when I, I feel like it's helped me to be able to, um, to feel more confident in my shooting by being able to find my target prior to shooting rather than just you know, draw my weapon, putting a dot on a target and firing like I found myself doing at USPSA matches, um, which because of the time and the way that it works, I get ahead of myself at those type matches, but I feel a little bit more controlled almost at a steel challenge match. So where I'm at with my shooting right now, which is very, very new, I prefer steel challenge. Now, when you say new, how new of a shooter are you or are you just new to the competition aspect? Um, I'm new to the competition aspect. I've been around firearms my whole life. My dad was in law enforcement growing up. My brother was in law enforcement and then, you know, went into the military. I've been married to Jamie now for close to five years. So we've always had firearms around and I've always shot my whole life growing up in the South. It's, you know, part of just part of growing up down here. But um, as far as competition and actually being, um, comfortable with your, you know, with your weapon and clearing jams and figuring out malfunctions and things like that. Those are things that I'm new to and competition is new. Okay. So now I, I do take it that you shoot still challenge regularly. I shoot when I can. I, I work every other weekend. Um, so in the, the matches down here, the local matches end up being the every fourth weekend of the month. Right. And somehow it usually falls on the weekend that I work. Um, and then we also have three kids. So if there's not, you know, if we can't find alternate childcare, we don't take all three kids to the range because they get a little hectic, but right. um, I'll stay here with them. Um, but it has worked out several times that I've gotten to go shoot the steel challenge match and we've ended up having to take one or two and they usually do fine. If we have one to two, you put that third one in and it's, you know, chaos. No, I get um, <laughs> But uh, so we, we, I shoot when I can, um, but it usually just doesn't work out that I'm here for that match. But if I'm here, I've shot probably two or three of those and then probably three or four of the USPSA matches. Yeah. Okay. So now what firearm do you prefer to use in Steel Challenge? My favorite to shoot is probably the little 22 that we have. Um, I don't know why I like it so much. I just do. And I've told Jamie several times that for whatever reason, I've always felt more comfortable uh, with a rifle than I did, you know, a pistol. And so we've started working on me a PCC for USPSA. Um, but <clears throat> um, <laughs> me, him, whoever. But And I don't know. 
I guess it's just personal preference that I feel more comfortable with a, a rifle, but the 22 is just my preference for steel challenge. Now, when I was a drill sergeant, I've always said this, that females naturally shoot better than a man. And of course, over the course of time, just looking at PCC as it's moving along right now, I'm starting to see a lot of females go into PCC, which is a great thing. There's two females that live in this area. One person's name is Stephanie Crane, and she's like really killing it right now as far as the PCC side of things. So that might be your niche versus the handgun. Like you said, you like the 22, so the PCC might be your thing. I'm hoping. Um, I just, I feel like I have better control over, you know, my weapon all around. Um, and I feel like that does a lot for my confidence when shooting. Cause if you don't feel like you can control your weapon, then you're obviously have more to worry about than, than whether or not you're hitting the target. So I'm hoping if we switch to PCC, it feels a little bit better. And I have a little bit Ain't no we switching to PCC. Excuse me. <laughs> I say we because it's going to be his gun. Somehow he got the open gun and told me it was a present for me. And look at there. Hey, it's, it's, uh, it's you had to go pick it up. That, that sounds like a smart man to me. <laughs> I got you a present and I was like, what is it? And it happened to be a checkmate. So, mm -hmm. you know, suddenly it becomes his when he gets back from deployment. Nah. All right, so Jamie, um, can you tell me more about the the match that's taking place in March that is a Tier 2 Steel Challenge match? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the dates are the 26th to the 28th. Um, it'll be the last, week, <clears throat> last weekend in March. Um, we will have two flights on Friday and Saturday a.m. and p.m., and then Right now, one flight on Sunday, uh, just an AM flight. Um, all eight stages, um, 10 gun squads. So effectively, I can run, you know, 160 shooters a day. Or we'll say 160 guns because I'm assuming that, you know, guys are going to bleed over from the AM to the PM. Um, two guns per flight. That's a that's actually a steel challenge rule. Um, you can't you know, sign up and squad you know, 10, 10 guns for yourself. But um, So let me clarify that for people who don't understand because this kind of threw me for a loop when I went through Steel Challenge. Okay. When you sign up for Steel Challenge, you can sign up under multiple guns that you're shooting. Correct. So for instance, when I was there, I was shooting my competition gun at that time, which was a STI, but I was shooting 40 caliber. Mm -hmm. I could have turned around and registered again under carry optics. Right or wrong? Because I'm not familiar with the division and still challenge. Not with that gun. All right. So what? All right. So what, how are the divisions laid out in still challenge? So you have. Uh, your rimfire division divisions are rimfire rifle and rimfire pistol, and both of those have an iron and an open um, category. Mm -hmm. So you have rimfire rifle iron, rimfire rifle open. It's just dots, comps, whatever. 
Then you have rimfire pistol iron, rimfire pistol open again, iron sights, obviously, and then dots, comps, all that good stuff. Um, and then you drop down into your center fire divisions, which are PCC. PCC has two divisions or has two uh, class or yeah divisions. It's irons and optics open, whichever. Um, then limited. Then just your standard um, USPSA uh, divisions, except for revolver. Revolver, you have ISR. Is it ISRI? Or I, I, I'm sorry, ISR and OSR, I, I believe is what it is. Iron sight, revolver, and um, basically revolver optics. Right. Okay. So now, out of all those divisions that you just named up, you can sign up up to how many different guns to shoot? Um, it depends on how long the match is. So Friday morning, you can sign up for two guns. You can sign up in two divisions. Friday afternoon, you could sign up in two divisions. Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. And then, so essentially you could shoot 10 if you shot Friday through Sunday morning. Man, that's like an all-day shooting affair, <laughs> enough to wear you yeah. out right there. <laughs> yes, and you're not moving around much, but it does. Yeah, the mental fatigue on taking mm -hmm. on you. Oh, that's awesome right there. So... Dave and myself, we were sitting there, we was talking, and I think we're going to attempt to make this match. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so, awesome. and like I said, I've only done two still challenge matches, but I'm not coming there trying to win anything. Like, I'm, I'm going to take first place in this. For me, it's all about having fun and just working on skills. Yeah, yeah, well, let me know. We'll get you guys uh, hooked up with the with a hotel or something um we've got we've reached out to five hotels we've heard back from three um so we've got block out dates for uh three of the big hotels around here and they're five miles away from the range right um i was actually talking to uh the cunninghams last night and they asked about an rv park so after i get off this with you we're calling an RV park to block off. I think we're going to try like five slots, right. five bays or something. I don't know what they call them. The hookups right. all that good stuff. I got you. Um, so just like we always said beforehand, great people in the sport is what's going to keep the sport going forward. And yep. like I said, just listening to all the people you have for sponsorship for this match means it's going to be a great turnout overall as well. And that's what it sounds like it's going to be. And as I stated earlier, Dave and myself, we will be coming down there to actually participate in this match as well and join in on the fun that y'all are putting together for the shooting community. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do right there. Um, now, we do have a little bit of we do have a little bit of social media. Chelsea's in charge of in charge of all that. So if you go on Facebook and you just uh, and you uh search South Georgia Steel Challenge Championship. That's what the match is called. It'll take you straight to the event page. Um, and then on there, there's links to sign up for the match. Registration opens January 1st. Um, if you want to jump on as staff, RO, just any little bit, if you help out with this match at all, I'm comping your entry fees. So 
Um, I've got staff shooting all day Friday, or I'm sorry, the AM flight on Friday the 26th. So, if, you know, if this reaches out to people and you guys say, hey, I want to, you know, I want to help out, I want to RO, um, that'd be awesome. My phone number's on there, my email's on there. I'm not hard to get a hold of. So, um, and also, we have a ROTC program here in town that we have gotten, I've gotten a hold of, and hopefully they're going to be painting for us. So I want my shooters to come, just enjoy shooting, have fun, not have to worry about, you know, going to shoot in between, or I'm sorry, going to paint in between shooters. We should have somebody to take care of that. Right. And with that, I'm trying to put together a side stage. It'll be a $5 entry and all the proceeds from that side stage will go to the ROTC program. And there will be uh, a random draw with the prize or on the side stage and a, um, a high overall award for the lowest time. So does the ROTC, do they have a, like an air rifle team or anything? Not that I know of. Um, they've been with us for a few years now. Um, they come out, they help set up, they, sell, they help tear down. Um, they get their community service hours that, that, that they're required to have. Um, and the squad that they get, um, the, yeah, the squad they get put with, if somebody there wants to let them shoot, um, it's usually one of the options that we have on our match registration. Mm -hmm. It's yes, I have a, a 22 donation or yes, I have, you know, some 22 ammo to donate. Right. for the ROTC guys to shoot. Yeah, that's awesome right there. So once again, how can the good people get in contact with you uh, about this still challenge match or just contact you in general to watch videos of you or talk to you about shooting? Oh, uh, you don't want to watch videos of me. <laughs> um, I've got uh, Facebook. Is, you know, it's just, I think it's James Mundy. The match is Steel Challenge is South Georgia Steel Challenge Championship, and then um, Instagram. Instagram. My tag is not all alpha, and then I have a Little River Little River Steel Challenge Championship um, Instagram page, so that there'll be uh, all the match information on there as well. And for the Facebook page, if they, if you like and follow the Facebook page, I put updates on there. So I'm putting things um, about lodging for the, we have the group rates. Um, we have which hotels have the group rates and the, the code that you need for the group rates on there. Um, I'm putting updates about, you know, the, the RV parks and potential food and um, really any questions I have for the shooters will go on there. Any updates I have for the shooters will go on there. Me and Jamie are both putting um, stuff on there. He's updating about sponsors and, and things like that that are going towards the match. But um, I think you have to like it and follow it or whatever for it to show up on your news feed. But if anybody's interested in shooting the match, um, I don't want them to miss out on the updates that roll through there um that we're trying to reach as many people as possible keep everybody in the loop and what was the facebook page again south georgia steel challenge championship 
All right. So there you have it. So go give that page a follow. If you're interested in shooting the still challenge match, go ahead, go to that page and then click on the links that will take you to the registration page. If you have any questions, contact Chelsea and or Jamie in regards to this match. Um, once again, I want to thank you two both for coming on to the M-W Tactical Podcast. And before we depart, do y'all have any last words y'all would like to share? Uh, no. Get out there. Get shooting. It's fun. Hey, Meet the that? great people of the shooting community. Yep, that, that is it. And if you don't want to come to this match, there is one, like I said, every fourth uh, fourth Saturday of the month. So if you're close to our town and you know i think alabama we shoot in alabama and tallahassee and places like that so if you're moderately close to us and you're interested in steel challenge um but don't necessarily want to you know this this big match to be your first match we have matches once a month and jamie's the match director of those as well so you can contact him about those or any questions about getting into the sport or you know, anything beyond um, this this match itself, he, he will be available for those questions as well. If anybody's interested in branching over from USPSA or if they're, you know, just wanting to get in but haven't had the chance, um, he's available for that as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I keep her around. Right. Every fourth Saturday, we, we hold all eight. We all hold all eight stages. So every month there's a classifier. Um, and as I, you know, I tell everybody, if you want to do it and you don't have the means to come read my safe, like it's all free. You can just take it home with you. <laughs> she goes. That's it. All right. So, so once again, I want to thank um, Jamie and Chelsea for coming on to the M-W Tactical Podcast. And for everybody else, please stay in your seats and here are a few words from our sponsors. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina Concealed Weapons Permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. The Gun Cleaners. Our solvent is 
I think second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you can still carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another. And you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us on the M-W Tactical Podcast. Remember, a new podcast comes out every Tuesday. If you can't wait for Tuesday, go listen to past episodes to catch up on what you missed. Make sure you visit www.m-wtactical.com and see what all is offered on the site where you can even purchase M-W Tactical apparel. But please... Go to our Facebook and Instagram page and follow us on our journey in the sport of competition shooting in the realm of the two-way community. Until next week, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun.